Round one, the first crack. A chance to prove ourselves as having truly arrived on the crowded podcast scene. And our producer, Anthony, chooses to wear the world's loudest tracksuit jacket, polyester overload. 11 out of 10 could have been in the Russian gymnastics team circa 1994. Please excuse the rustling in the opening minutes. From being alone in a bedroom studio to being joined by the three boisterous founders of Nico's Sandwich Deli was a massive change of pace. Throw in a cameo from Fitzroy's store manager, Matty Willis, and you've got the four ingredients required for an unpredictable concoction. There's a lot going on. From humble beginnings and through a global pandemic, Nico's has become synonymous with quality and freshness at the speed of a Macca's drive-through. Bang on ingredients, served fresh and fast. That's enough from me. Let's kick it off. I'm just pumped to be in a room with four new faces, talking to four new people after such a tough 24 months in Melbourne, in Australia, in the world. Of course, the pandemic has kind of rocked everyone. Small business in particular has um, copped it fairly hard. But what I did want to say is just congratulations on, on getting through. Congratulations on arguably being bigger and better than ever. I mean, it's, o- it's only been, what, how long since Nico started? About a year? Well, the original <laughs> opening date was March 30th. Well, we, 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 we probably would have been ready late Jan, fair-ish. We probably would have been ready. And then we were like, oh, it's CBD store. No one's going to be in the city. Let's wait till March. We waited till March. And then we heard whispers of the COVID. And we were like, oh, God, the, the Grand Prix got cancelled. The COVID. And, yeah, the Grand Prix got cancelled. <laughs> you know and, the one. And we were like, oh, this is, this is not looking good. And then we were like, let's just hold off. So that, we, that all got pushed back ages and ages. Leo, Mark, Tom, there's obviously three of you, three uh, co-founders of Nikos. Did having three of you make the process of starting a new small business easier or was it kind of hard juggling 100%, ideas? 100%. So we had um, originally... Um, Mark came up with the idea and came to me because, of course, he did. Um, and so he's come to me and he's like, Tommy, I want to open this sandwich deli, whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, sandwiches, yeah, fantastic. Mark's a big businessman, so he was he was very much like, all right, Tommy, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it, you run it sort of thing. And I was like, mate, I've got no time. What we did is when we went and um, sourced the best we could get, and the best we could get was Leo Thompson. I don't know if you, if you guys have met him, but oh my god, he is he is a plus hospitality. I met Leo early days. I reckon in 2018, he was at a cafe called Bloom, and he um, he's he's <laughs> he's a uh, he's he's almost a comical. Let me wind back the clock at that. <laughs> He's almost a comical figure. He's got he's thicker than he is tall. He has got a uh, just a disgusting mustache and, and these weird glasses, and he just it just doesn't seem right when you meet him. But it's just but creating that that sort of sense that that realm that he creates by the way he looks is um, really inviting. So you go there and I order a coffee off him, and he's like, um, "What do you want?" And he's like, "Fantastic, blah and he. Um, he gives me the coffee. The coffee was delicious, and I was like, I'm sold on this guy. So I went back to the cafe multiple times. Um, every day, actually. Every, every day. You were also doing terrible house. in the morning. I remember going there a couple of times, and I was being like, who is this, like, sad, angry, sad, angry, angry man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. So was that kind of the trajectory of events? It was sort of like maybe there was a bit of a loose sandwich idea. You want to open a sandwich shop from Mark. Mark contacted Tom. Hey, Correct. ideas man. Correct. Tom Top of the pops. Those faces and put a fresh yes. face to the, to the name. Was that meeting at the Bloom Cafe where you met Leo, Tom, was that incidental, like totally random? I used to go there quite a bit and yeah. I said to myself one day, I said, I'm going to get this guy and uh, start a business with him. <laughs> and you know what? It eventually But to, to, to wheel it back a little bit, Mark's a big businessman. Um, so Mark's, Mark's come to me like with a bunch of cash and said, Tommy, let's go. Sure. <laughs> to which I said, like Mark, you've got no idea what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, just get it done. It is pretty hard to say no to upfront dollars. Mate, he's, he's insane. And like, Mark and I are old mates from since we were 12, you know what I mean? And I've seen the trajectory of Mark and I feel it was the combination of a few things. One, having a bit of cash. But two, <laughs> but two, just really not enjoying that mundane nine to five life. He needed something else. And I said, Mark, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll give it to you. So I gave it to him and, I, and, and then we went and sought out Leo who was, and we just, we needed him. If we didn't have Leo, we wouldn't have business. I want to know why a sandwich shop. Why was that the idea and why did you run with it? What was the the reason behind a sandwich shop? Is it because you're particularly passionate about sandwiches or is it um, a gap in the market somewhere? No, I think probably Tommy's got a bit more history in hospital and stuff like that, but we were dictated to by the space more than anything. We had this little tiny shop in the CBD and then we were thinking the use for the... The shop was cool in itself and then we were like, what do we use the shop for? And then it sort of developed from there. And it was more about giving an option to people in the city. So people, workers and all that sort of stuff, you need to grab what they want to grab really quickly and, and what an option was and fresh sandwiches was something that just came up. So something you could eat in your hands, something you, yeah, something you could eat in your hands, something you could take away, something that was like fairly quick and easy to prepare, like you can sort of churn them out. I guess yeah, that's... It, and there's nothing fresh. There's no fresh sandwiches in the CBD. Like everything's like pre-prepared. Yeah. It's soggy. They throw it in a toaster and you get it and it's... It's the same shit everywhere. So it was more about offering something a bit different. Yeah, fresh ingredients, made on the spot. Start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mark's a city worker, so he was was the one that was one looking for... um a space, but it was also more like he is just like he goes out and eats in the city and was like, There's a huge gap in this market for an actually fast but fresh offering. Clean as well. Yeah, he's, that, I remember oh, it's very clean. Yeah, 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 we're clean. not cleaning up. We're actually, still not no, cleaning yeah, up. Mark's people are being very clean. So if there's one thing that Mark agrees most with our customers is that our sandwiches are quite wet. And I think Mark, you know, we, we like to, call, we like to call them juicy. Yeah, they're juicy. They're yeah. saucy. They're, they're juicy, fresh, saucy. But Mark calls them Mark calls them disgusting and wet. Dirty no, wet. Man. So like we've got a we've we got gave a, him we gave him fast, we gave him fresh, but unfortunately we couldn't give him clean. When you're doing deals and you're across the table from another human and you're making eyes at each other, you don't want a stain on your shirt. Alright? That, that comes down to you being a dirty eater, though, Mark. No, not at all, mate. Sometimes he can't handle Mark, it. Mark, yeah, <laughs> Mark eats, like, the... Like, what's a food that you wouldn't eat with a knife and fork? Mark would eat it with a knife and fork. Fish and chips? Oh, oh yeah, fish and chips. Absolutely, you do. Excuse me. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Mark would eat a knife and a fork. I eat the first half of a pizza. There we go. 
the second half, I fold that and I go. If I get one of those sloppy fucking things, right, and you can't you can't pick it up properly because it's too much flop, then I'm gonna cut the first bit off. But if it's like a proper like New York, oh wait, so each slice you eat the first quarter with knife and fork, then pick it up. Yeah, you just run the ring around the whole middle part. Effectively, yeah. But if if you get like say you order Neapolitan from somewhere and you get it delivered home, that thing's fucked by the time it gets home. It's a sloppy mess. Why you wouldn't Neapolitan pizza have it? It happens, maybe it happens. And then at that point you can't you can't eat that like a normal pizza. But if you get like your shitty pizza with like the heavy undercarriage, that's fine. You can lift the whole thing. What's the bloke's name from American Psycho? Patrick Bateman. Yeah, that's Mark. It's just like. Hearing you guys talk about food, it's very clear that you think a lot about it. You're very passionate about it, very interested in it, and the sort of <laughs> not only the not only the food itself, but like the experience of eating the food. You've kind of dissected what it's like to eat a Nico sandwich. Why? A Nico sandwich exists, what sort of market gap it filled initially. How much work actually goes into say, okay, I've got this new sandwich idea. What does it take to get a new Nico sandwich? If one of you has an idea, what does that take to actually get it off the ground? Fucking ages. It's fucking nuts. It's ages. Tommy can talk. And the reason it's ages is because we got multiple personalities. Mark's this clean bloke who just wants to, like everything to be eaten with a knife and fork. Just not going to happen. You know? Leo just wants like... Can like, we get more hot sauce on it? Yeah. Leo, Leo just wants max... 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 Also, why am I Italian all of a sudden? <laughs> 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 oh, no, but Leo actually just wants like really big looking sandwiches. Like, like you know, bursting at the seams. You know, he's like, chuck more mortadella in that bowl. Like, yeah, I want something to fill me up. Uh, and then me, I'm more like just trying to just balance it all out. So just trying to make everything sort of like, I don't know, taste super clean. But trying to get something, and I'm all about sauce, and I'm all about, and I'm a meat guy, so I'm all about meat. So trying to sort of figure everything out between us is, is quite difficult. Um, so what we do is, um, I don't know, just make heaps of sandwiches and nothing gets on the menu. It also, right. mean, it also means with Tom, like a lot of things aren't decided until about half an hour before they have to go on the menu. Yeah, got to balance it out, mate. Yeah, it takes time. I'm going to be honest, our best run of sandwiches was the um, first seven-day snap lockdown that we did, and we... We nearly killed him. You have to do it every day. No, well, we had a conversation the day before. It was Thursday, and we were like, there was all these like, rumours of everything going around about there being, like, snap lockdown, and I made a joke to you. I was like, how funny would it be if uh, we did something like seven, seven days of Lent, seven days of specials at Nico's? And then, in true Tom form, I get a shitload of notifications on my phone and then a call from Tom being like, so we now got to come up with seven specials because I've posted about it. And that was before anything had been confirmed. Mm. And then we just had to come up with seven sandwiches. Yeah, put a deadline on it. Put a deadline on it. you got to put a deadline it on it. It ended up being 14 sandwiches. And yeah. then that then turned from seven to 14 sandwiches. Communication's a big one. But it's almost the best we've ever worked because oh. we had no other option hardest, but to make a special every day. What do you say? Hardest Hardest working, hardest working business? Hardest working... That's, that's what we that's what we go. No, one work, no, no one works hard. No one, no works, one hard. works hard. That's what we say. No one works hard. No one works hard. That's what we say. No, that's probably 100% false. But oh, 100% false. But no, we believe that no one works hard. Yeah. In that 14 days where we did a special every day, no one that's was that's hard. No one was working hard. It was definitely a lot. It was a lot to work in the shop. Oh, 100%. And have to be like, okay, we're doing this every single day. Yeah, I mean, there's probably What's very different perspective from, like, you know, Maddie managing the staff and, you know, dealing with all of the 
things that come with, you know, <laughs> our uh, spontaneity. Yeah, we get concepts really quick. Yeah, but, then, but actually making it actually making it a good sandwich and and, it's and a, a reality and, and, a, and a good sandwich for people that they actually when they when they receive it, it's it's. We're, we're, we're based on pace as well. So we want every sandwich to come out quick. Um, so when you're putting on these like crazy specials, it's um, really hard to get the pace there because we've got a line out the front and whatever. So it's really um, it's really hard to, to get that sort of balance between what we really, really, really want to do mm. and how to actually get it to a customer because no customer wants to, wants to wait more than sort of five, ten, ten minutes for a sandwich. So our, our main goal is to get our wait time between five and ten minutes if we can get our wait times between five and ten minutes, no matter what the special is, no matter what the sandwich is, everyone comes in and they come to Nico's and it's like five minutes for a sandwich, ten minutes for a sandwich, yet not a problem. But if we if we go beyond that, it's, it starts to get it starts to go into that fad territory. So we want to be a sandwich deli that is just like a quintessential place that you can go to. You trust us to get your sandwich out super super quick. And if we go beyond that, which in lockdown when we had you know insane lines an insane sort of um, clientele coming to get our sandwiches it was it was really really hard to um, to produce like the quality at, at that time so time started to push out but now that we're sort of like settling in sort of we, we sort of know and we've only finding our feet so yeah once once we get that our, our main objective is to be a, a sandwich deli it's just super quick and delicious and there's nothing beyond that you know it's just dead quick dead delicious that's it nothing else Fast and fresh, it's in the name. That's it, mate. That's our thing. And if it's the motto, you got to live up to it. Got to live up to it. Yeah. So it's if we can't, yeah. So there was a while there we, we weren't living up to it. And we weren't hitting the pace, and it was like everyone was enjoying the sandwiches and we we're getting great reviews. Mm. But we know that um, we weren't at the pace that we wanted to be. Um, so when we hit that pace and like we're getting it to it, we're getting really together now to hit that pace uh, that's something that um, I don't know makes us all feel good because that's our thing so we've had multiple multiple times that we sit down at a beer and so we need to get the pace how up we get fast we've got, up and make it quicker yeah we've got the sandwiches are delicious but how do we get them out quicker yeah and that's 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 the thing. That's that's the thing for us. We just Ultimate need to, goal. Yeah, we just need to be quicker and we need to be that place that every every customer for us trusts us. To come down, have a really casual experience, get a sandwich within five, ten minutes and it's it's is what it is. Easy. And they can sit out the front, eat it, or they can take it, they can go. Exactly right. Whatever they want. Yeah. We just need to be delicious and fast, that's it. Now I've got a little thing here for Maddie Willis. Go for it. Now you've been with Nico's since day one. Since day one. That correct? Correct. The first store, or the first day they opened in the city. You've seen the store change. You've seen the store grow a lot. How is your experience going from employee there from day one uh, to now managing the Fitzroy store? What was the trajectory like, and um, how's it been growing within the business? I think the biggest thing for me has been like learning and like growing with regulars, which has been kind of nice in Fitzroy because obviously it started kind of slow being a new business, and then as it eventually progressed, especially with like the morning like coffee trade and like things like that, you see like new faces or well, not new faces. We see the same faces every day that grow from new faces to being people that come in all the time, and that for me has been kind of nice. It's sort of one of those things you, uh, as a consumer, you kind of dream to be a regular. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like as soon as I feel like someone knows you by name, that as a as a person going to a business, you feel like you kind of made it. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah, it's great. Um, and speaking as somebody who also runs a, a small business, I guess just from my perspective, like the idea that you can go into a, a shop for an experience and for somebody there to know your name, it just makes a massive difference. Um, and it creates a culture, it creates a vibe. 
and it's just we're all so much better off for it i reckon regular culture it just feels like like a more community vibe definitely it really just sets into what what it kind of should be now maddie you've also become so much uh, a part of the business such a part of the furniture that you've had a sandwich the maddie named after you i want to hear about the genesis of the maddie and how it went down was it a successful sandwich or did it flop it's been pretty successful run me through the ingredients what's in it uh it's a essentially a roast pork belly braised kale ciabatta that for me like the braised kale is something i cook at home three four nights a week and uh, roast pork is like a pretty staple sandwich. <laughs> it's a lot of cow. Yeah. Three or four nights a week. Yeah, but it cooks down to almost nothing. You okay. put it in pasta, you okay. put it in whatever yeah. you want. It's a superfood. Nutrient dense. How's yeah. the fridge space at home, mate? Yeah, it's fine. You're I, sponsored by Tuscan Cow. I've got, I've got three fridges at home. There you go. There you go, mate. One, one food fridge, one beer fridge, one beer Matt fridge. That is the ultimate hit, like the f- ultimate foodie. One you know beer, what I mean? Like, one beer fridge. Disgusting. That's just He's the type fridge. of bloke that, like, will like I don't know his his neighbour would buy a bottle of wine and art like like offer him like a, a like a touch of it to try and he'll like pick up the bottle and put it on Instagram he never even bought it didn't even try the fucking wine yeah I've got, you know I've, got, I've got an old Italian man down the road that's the relations that we have if I walk past his house he'd be like he's like what have you bought today like what booze have you got and it's just me and him talking about whatever whatever he wants to talk about kind of love that it's the best so the Maddie sandwich it's gone down pretty well sells okay still on the menu it's a regular special. regular special. yeah just done two weeks in a row I actually for so, me, it's just like the kale that I cook at home. And then when I was younger, there was like always like a. I grew up in Wagga. There was always like a roast, like a roast, like a rotisserie shop. It'd be like roast chicken, roast pork, roast beef. You'd go in there, chop it, and there'd be like that gravy on a roll. That's for me kind of where it comes That's from. That's the Maddie. That's the Maddie. Tell me more about growing up in Wagga and what, uh, where did, uh, <laughs> simple answer, where did the love for food come from and was it perhaps the absence of, of I, that I sort of food so, culture? It was like when I, when I moved to Melbourne, I had like zero connection with food when I lived back home. I love my parents, yep. but they weren't like huge cooks. Um, and it was only like when I moved out of home, my dad started cooking more food and like we had a connection after that. Um, but yeah, I was moved to Melbourne and learned to love food. That was the big thing for me. And it seems to have kind of paid off. That's doing great. We talked a lot about Maddie. I actually want to go around to each of you and just in your own words, I guess, tell me what you, <laughs> with no interruptions... <laughs> This is not going to get it. No, I'd like to... I genuinely want to hear what you bring to the table at Nico's. And, um, Can we skip over Mark? <laughs> is it just going to go for 20 we minutes? Or? Mark, Sorry, can no. we start with Tommy? Mark's the money. I reckon... Genuinely, though, was Mark... Was, were you the genesis of the, the idea of the for the sandwich shop? Was that the genesis with you? I don't know that I necessarily was. No, Mark's... Like, yeah, Mark was the midlife crisis. It was like, hey, let's do something else. And it was a sandwich shop. You know what we can do instead? I actually have realised that I don't trust you to talk about yourselves. It'll just keep going and going, especially you, Tom. I want to just (laughs) name an individual in the room barring Anthony and myself, like, no, we're not included. Can we bring you guys into this later, though? You definitely can. Uh, for me, it's more of a first impressions kind of a situation. Fair enough, because I feel like I, I need a rip, Anthony. But what I want to do is I want to name a person in the room and then the other three people in oh, the Nikos team, I want you to not tear them up. 
but I want you to say the good things that they bring to the table. I want to hear about what elements of each. In- this is a love fest, basically. I'm trying to in- I'm trying to initiate a love fest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can do that. Who are we starting with? So what I'll do? We're going to start with me, Xiaomi and Glory. No, I'm kidding. We're going to not genuinely not. We're going to start with Mark. And what I want to do is I just want to go to each individual separately. What does Mark bring to the table that you couldn't live without? And what does he? <laughs> what qualities does he possess that makes Nico's successful? Mark? Leo, make something up. Make something up, mate. Tom's obviously got a lot of thoughts. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, tell me. No, okay. Hey, no. Tell us how good Mark is. We've actually finally... I'm not going to say how good he is. I'm just going to say, I think Mark, for me, feels like the most approachable one because he's not there all the time. He's like a... He's like a, he's like a fun uncle. Yeah. That you can be like, Mark, this is what's going on, or we need this, and it'd be like, I'll fix it. A distant uncle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's the guy that'll come in and be like, yeah. He's a party uncle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's been described in the shop a lot as the uncle of Nico. Yeah, and that's fine. That's a good yeah. it's, amazing, that. it's amazing that you can, like, have this such an affiliation with someone that you hardly see. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's amazing. Yeah, you but, know? like, that's, that's sometimes yeah. you just have that connection with people, you know? So yeah, maybe. Think that's maybe. Cool. Leo, you've been very quiet when we're loving up on Mark. I'll Curious to know your thoughts. I'll love up on Mark for a bit. You know, I'm really all right. I've always got something nice to say. I'll even say something nice about you, Tommy. Mark will always pick up the phone. And if he doesn't, for whatever reason, you'll get a call back as soon as he can. That's it? No, wait a second. You don't, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to break this down for a second. You might sound, this might sound in a business relationship like no, Tom, sometimes we don't know where you are for seven days. Man, you, you disappear. It's the most stressful thing. But Mark, reliable. Picks up the phone, always there. You need something done. Hey, Mark, we need to paint the graffiti. Will you help me with it? I'm there. Mark, we've got something wrong with the post system. Yeah, you've gone full fruit chop. You've gone full fruit chop. That's what it is. It's just that reliability. It's fantastic. It's just constant. I like it. I like it. Mark, you feeling good about yourself? No, not great, man. No, I have to be perfectly honest with you. you know, it just sounds like I'm desperate for the phone call, waiting for Leo. Oh, my God. Fucking just Leo, what do you need? He's hanging by the phone. Actually, to be honest, yeah, you are a little bit. Sometimes I won't pick up the phone and then I get a message from you being like, I've missed, I've missed my chance. Yeah, I know. It's after something. I do yeah. say that. Yeah, you do say that. Tom, a lot of jokes, a lot of dry humour. All that aside, what's something you like about Mark and what he brings to the table when you work with him? This is a bit tough. This is a bit tough. Yes, this uh, it never works. This, you may as well ask them to hug. I'm all there for the hard-hitting questions. Okay. Okay. Mark and I have been friends since we were about 12 years old. Right? And it's been a, um, it's been a, a beautiful relationship ever since, ever since we were 12. What he adds to the table at Nico's, is that what the question was? Yeah. Okay. Um, not much, to be honest. He, he's there to maybe keep me and Leo in line. He's there to maybe um, help out every now and then. Um, he is he's pretty good at being a like food critique, telling us, telling us if it sucks or not. Um, apart from that, not much. We get we get a little bit of Sunday, a um, little bit of Sunday banner after his Saturday night dates, which is which. Which all, always ups the um, 
boys up to the shop sort of energy. It's Friday, and Saturday night. Yeah, so he goes on a he goes on a Saturday night date, rocks in on Sunday, tells us all about it. Um, you know, tells about the, you know he's dating a different girl every every week. Every um, week. So, oh, not currently. Sorry, not currently. There's been a, a, a girl that's been there for a little bit um, now, which um, we're fingers crossed that um, that stays on. Uh, but yeah, you know, like just a little bit of those that little sort of thing, just upping the the culture of the venue by adding his personal details in um, into each shift has has been great. I like it. Right. But that's about it. I want to talk about. Tom, um, we've heard a lot about Mark and what Mark brings to the table or, or perhaps doesn't bring to the table. What is something, Mark, that you appreciate about Tom and what he brings to the table and what maybe perhaps makes your life easier being part of the Nico's team with Tom? Is there anything? Uh, yeah, that's no. a tough one. It's a tough one to start with. No, it's not the easy. Let's go broader than easier. I don't think that's, I think that's too targeted for Tom. Easy doesn't work. Yeah. Tom's Tom's a wild buck. You know, he, he runs around and he has some wild ideas. It's fantastic. Sometimes he shits in the front paddock and that's very difficult to deal with um, but if we've got to be can I say something before we go on what's with you doing just all the one it's like yeah. like constantly with the one thing it's like mate he's got it two of you I reckon he's got it on, written on his hands I reckon you, you don't mention that many names tonight that I have no idea who you're talking about <laughs> but like Damn you just come in so prepared <laughs> sorry as you were Tommy straight Tommy's Tommy's the brains behind the um, the menu and the creative aspects of 90% of what we do so it's a huge part it's I don't know like you, we we wouldn't have a menu if it wasn't a Tommy so it's yeah huge and also physique or anything about physique <laughs> Tommy's, Tommy's got one of the lowest centre of gravity yeah. that, Gary that, Jr. That, that probably exists in, in this Gary sort of, Jr. In, in this sort of um, hemisphere of the world. There's, I mean, there's not a harder man to take to the ground than Tom Peasnell. Correct. Right, absolutely true. Correct. But when you look at his physique, you've got basically 90% of the body weight below the waist, <laughs> which is odd. It's not a good thing to look at. Um, very hard to move. Very hard to get him moving quickly. Can't wear skinny jeans. I mean, a little bit of the post-career Brendan Favola's about him. No, this was this was from probably the age of twelve. <laughs> I'm naturally I mean, born. You know, like, like, it's very much like Gary Ablett Jr. I don't know why you haven't said his name. I've just been prompting you to say Gary Ablett Jr. Oh, Gary Ablett Jr. moves. You don't. You don't I can shake. I can much. shake anyone off my hips. Anyone. Yeah. Try to tackle me on the hips. I'll shake him off. Yeah, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, it's certainly a, a distinct, a distinct physical person. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. Leo, tell me about Tom. What does he, what does he bring to your Nico's existence? Real talk. Yeah, real talk. I want to hear something nice. Okay, there you go, real talk. I'm on real talk. I want to hear something nice. Like, it's nice that we've just all been joking around for the last fucking hour. Oh, you got real, real. Yeah, I've got real, real. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was there. Pray for Anthony trying to edit this. I'm going to start with you, because there's a few things that are happening right now that I feel like you just really need to embrace. Tell me. You're wonderful. Oh. Well, there's one thing, actually, to, to, to say. Well, after after listening to your promo... Which promo? His, uh, for this podcast. Oh, for this podcast, yeah. Where he was the slowest talking person on the planet. <laughs> I was like... And, and says it's the editing, apparently. Yeah, he says it's You like, blame the producer. No, you blame and the producer. You're, you're, you're the one doing the editing. I blame myself. Guys, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm just the talent. Yeah, the brain's trust yeah, is here. I did not think you would look the way you did. <laughs> 
What were you thinking? I just don't know. I was thinking Did maybe... Did no. no, I was thinking maybe like a marketing sort of like side part or something like that. You know what I mean? I was thinking... I was thinking that... I was like, this guy might be in sports, has to be in sports, he's on a sport podcast. And then I've rocked up. You're wearing a... Phenomenal. Phenomenal soccer kit. Phenomenal soccer kit. I mean, you've got... Our sport design, pastel... Checkerboard. This was a, a, a sort of collaboration between Anthony with R Sport and our good friend Jasper Pittard, uh, aka Wote, who brought his talents to the table. They came together and created this pink and green pastel paradise. Leo's real talk to bring it full circle. Don't talk about me. I want to, I want to hear one good about, word about Tom. about Tom. I want to hear one good word about Tom. Even what? one. Even one. No, like just anything. Give me anything. Between the two of you is what makes it work so well. There's a real sibling like, vibe. Massive sibling vibe. Like crazy. It's insane. Like it's like these two are so interwound. It's sick. Leo, can you tell me... Actually, I don't know if you... The, it's not really in your power to tell me something without being interrupted. You're not the one with the choice there. Most these two are. Work, most of my work gets done when these two who aren't at the shop, which is mostly seven days a week, apart from like five, ten minutes every now and again for them to come in. Mate, we're, like creative, we're creatively at the shop yeah. 100% of the time. Oh, well, man, yeah, 100% of the time. It's always there. <laughs> oh, my God. It's always there. Yeah, yeah, it's always there. Always. That's for sure. Always been talked about at the shop. Always been brought up at the shop. Mm. Always positive, always good words, always good things. That's yeah. Um, you know, these two, they bring a lot to the shop. I'll sum them both up in one, in, in one summer actually. Actually, I think. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. Um, energy, I would say. I'm just going to use that one word, energy. These two bring an energy that uh, I don't think any business owners or uh, managers or um, colleagues I've ever worked with have uh, I've ever experienced. It's an energy that you know comes with. It's beautiful. An absolute plethora of uh, stunning, gorgeous. Mm. Um, mm wonderful, romantic, toxic and sometimes uh, frightening behaviours. Well, strap yourself in with it. But it's a roller coaster that I have been on for, uh, I have strapped myself in for uh, close to uh, 24 months now. And you know what? This roller coaster, I'm not getting off. I'll uh, stay on this bad boy for uh, some time yet. And I'll I'll say this, um, this journey that, you know, if I might say, I've taken quite independently. Uh, not having had this uh, 12-year-old oh, lifelong experience like these two uh, 30, mid-30-year-old men next to me. Um, somewhere that, I was almost heading towards late 30s, actually. Yeah, um, mid-30s, mate. Uh, sorry, yeah. And, um, you know, not having had that shared experience, you know, sometimes it's 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 a bumpy, it's a, it's a bumpy roller coaster. You know, you're frightened. You're at Movie World circa 2009. Um, you know, you're like, you know, you're, you're, your legs are dangling, you're on the Batman ride and, and you're, you're going I don't know if I'm going to get out of this in one piece and you know you go home to your dog that is more like a racehorse than a dog and stunning I don't know if we already mentioned that you you go back home to your wife you turn your phone on sleep mode at 8pm so that the uh, message thread that. so I that you message so that your message thread with uh, Mark and Tommy I can know. shut the fuck up for one time because for some reason for one reason yeah it's the smartest choice I've ever made it's uh, both uh, saved my uh, my mental health and uh, my peace of mind <laughs> I do have a little bit of a bone to pick with you guys I am completely unable to eat gluten and completely unable to eat dairy i also don't eat meat what i do need is a gluten-free and vegan sandwich yeah we've got that coming 
tell me more about that and tell, tell the listeners more about that. I'm actually so pumped to hear that. Cause... I'd actually love to know when this is happening too. Well, we've got our gluten-free schnitzel coming. 100%. Available on gluten-free um, bread. We've also got a um, lactose-free salad cream available for everyone. Available. Whenever they want. Whenever. Now. Uh, we also have the mushroom melt coming, which is a um, our stock standard version with, is with Taleggio mozzarella. Um, it was a spray of mushrooms with truffle. But we're, we can do a vegetarian version of that where we make a vegetarian... Vegeta- vegan. Sorry, a vegan version of that where we make a vegan chimichurri, uh, vegan mushrooms, vegan chimichurri. Um, and we could easily do that gluten on gluten-free bread. Easy, we could do that on gluten-free For bread. sure. Lock that in. Amazing. For sure. For um, you? Well, sure. I've never had a Nico sandwich. I've never been able to do it. I've had a batch brew that Anthony pulled once, but I've never been able to have a Nico sandwich. How was the batch brew? The batch brew? Delicious. Was it? I couldn't floor it. Really? Yeah. Do you try to sell your nails for its top? No, he's already so, he, at that stage, he'd already sold me several. <laughs> I'm a loyal fan and brand advocate. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. What's your home kit look like? Our 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 home kit. What's the what's the um what's the so what's your team name and what's the kit look like? Well, we're our FC. Our FC. That's actually the away kit we're going to be wearing in games. You guys, that's new though. This that's one. new. That is new. So the home kit has Genovese on the front. Shout out to our great sponsor Genovese. It's got frames ready made on the sleeve, and on the back it's got Poodle Bar Fitzroy. Is that the one I've seen on the website? With it's also check as well, but it's got the the Kappa straps along the side. No, that's so that's something else. Um, oh, this is uh, majority majority maroon. The 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 home kit with uh, gold Genovese, gold Poodle on the back, and the frames ready made logo on the side. It's classic. It's think old school Arsenal yeah. um, with sleeve detailing, a little bit of collar detailing. Really nice. Got mate. You guys have got some fucking sick kids. I, lo- I love even that poodle one, the, the red one, with the little kappa stripe. As soon as that, genuinely, as soon as that goes up on the poodle website, I'm buying one. Yeah. I'm probably buying two. That's a sick top. That's a great top. That was another little collaboration that Anthony did with yeah, um, by, Jasper. That was led by Jasper, that one. The yeah. One. Yeah, he led the design of So that. what's his affiliation with poodle? He's a mate of Emilio's who runs poodle. Yeah. It's just, mate, it's just good seeing other people do this shit because I don't know, I'm, I love soccer tops I love all that sort of stuff it's it's good to see it's they're sick designs I'm curious to know you guys have two of the great futsal tops you've got a Nico's home top and a Nico's away top the Nico's home top is obviously it's majority royal blue resplendent and you've got an away top the inverse of that majority white with royal blue detailing when are you going to get a futsal team mate we should do it soon because I'm unbelievable you football. just brimming with talent. We yeah, I know, we never really. Yeah. Like, I think the whole thing for the tops just came about because we were like, these are sick. And we had Maddie rocking around in soccer tops. I, I'm a Man U supporter, so I'll, I'll wear mine every now and then. And I love old vintage kits. So we were like, this is just sick to do. And then Ant was a connection at the shop, and we were like, this bloke's doing it. So it just made sense to do it. Um, hey, we haven't really we haven't talked that much about having a team or whatever. No, I think we would definitely do some like friends matches and things like that. You'd be a be uh, fun. Leo, you'd be yeah. the goalkeeper for sure. Goalkeeper, no way, that's Fred. Mm. Yeah, probably Fred. He's, got he's long limbs. Yeah, he's got long limbs. I'm happy to plant this seed right now. Anthony and I have been discussing this for quite a while, but we've obviously had the COVID experience, a lot of um, restrictions in place. Uh, but now that those are easing, we were thinking about having something a little tentatively called the Futsal Festival. And we were thinking about having 
representatives of a variety of different teams, official or unofficial, down at one of the local, um, either Rath Down Street, one of the local outdoor futsal pitches to make it as COVID safe as possible. Can we bring in some ring-ins? Like, can we get Mark's brother Hercules to come and play for our team? I think ring-ins are acceptable as long as they're wearing the Nikos kit. Yeah, absolutely. And they're all in the same Nikos kit. Can we build, can we build like an alien-style um, Space Jam-style <laughs> arena uh, for it? No, 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 team. So we're just like Muggsy Bogues who will probably be you. Um, I'll... Oh, okay. You're flattering yourself here. Muggsy Bogues will probably be you. Yeah, yeah, who would you be? I'll, I'll probably be... Oh, jeez, who, who would I be? Daffy I'll, Duck. Tom, you'd be... we're the aliens. You're Michael Jordan. I oh, know you're the aliens. No, okay, sorry, my bad. I, I would probably be... Um, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll shave you him. I didn't say that one coming I'll up. I'll shave him my moustache for it, although yeah. I've got a better golf slip. Way better. In all seriousness, the first time I played futsal was probably two years ago... Kind of, baby. yeah. I'm a futsal baby, so I was always an Australian rules player. Like I grew up playing junior footy. It was it was all about the over ball, key position, centre half forward, centre half back, yeah, and a pinch hitting in the ruck. Um, six three and a bit. They're nice. Why were you swapping for number two? How are your hands? Hands are good. I was a real uh, a real. <laughs> I was going to say a handsman, but I'm not a handsy guy. <laughs> Have you, um, you, can you take your, like, you, you, can you clunk a grab or are you, are you sucking Love a grab. No, I'm a bit of a punch first operator. So I, I think my talents landed me to be centre half back a little bit more than yeah. centre half forward. Didn't like making the running, loved yeah, shutting you off the running. Play. You really play well? Yeah. And I guess the beauty of being centre half back is unless you're doing real rebound action for the half back flank, um, you're kind of more guided by your opponent. Um, where to go from here, fellas? Not too sure how to wrap this up, but <laughs> after all of that, we sort of went all over the place well we were talking a lot about design but we've actually got a quite a lot of appreciation for your branding the logo everything that goes with that it's a1 shout out to weekdays design how did that come about mm. did you guys put ideas into the branding uh, and lucky and lucky are animals they are um, they're uh, two blokes and they uh they work insanely hard but they are um i don't know they just keep coming up with good stuff we love the nico's frog what's the nico's frog about Where'd that come from? Nico's Frog, we needed a name. So none of us are named Nico's. We actually named Nico's after a um, good friend of ours. And, um, yeah, he's a, uh, he, he, he's a pasty redhead, and we thought we can't put him as the logo, so we needed something to go ahead of him. So we, uh, Todd from Weekday Designs chose, chose a frog. Uh, the frog has a five-star crown, which is... Um, the, what what we want from our sandwiches, which is a five star result, um, and then yeah, we just rock rock the frog the whole time. So um, the frog is the frog is Nico, and we go from there. So Nico is the frog. The frog is Nico. Frog is Nico. Actually, Leo replies to all of his personal emails as Nico the frog. So um, yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, I'm curious to know, since you guys started Nico's, you're obviously big in the food culture. You like sampling the goods of other businesses. Outside of Nico's, what has been each of your individual greatest sandwich experiences in recent memory? Do you eat other sandwiches from other establishments or is it just like, a, do you just make your own? What are we um, What are we liking at the moment? I've been doing little fit out thingies and bar is across the road and I love the bar sandwiches. Loved them. So there was an eggplant one and there's also a roast pork one that we're doing during the lockdown and they were great. So that'd be mine. Bar Rita, Ligon Street, Brunswick. Yes. Loves it. Tom? I don't know. I um... Subway or... 
On another note, I don't think McDonald's shouldn't shouldn't be mentioned here because McDonald's is the greatest restaurant in the world and um, we aspire to be uh, the quality and pace of McDonald's. Uh, but apart from that, for me, it would be for me we, we as a as a trio have always looked up to Hector's Deli. The reason why is because they've been around for so long. Dom, the owner, is a fucking legend. Um, it's just it's always they've they've always I don't know hit a real benchmark of um, making things look fantastic and taste just as good. Um, for for us, um, we're aspiring to do that. Um, we're we're really flavor first and trying to create sandwiches that are really delicious um, to eat. Um, where sometimes they're just not visually as appealing. A hectic jelly just seem to hit it on the head um, in every aspect. So uh, they're so Instagrammable, they're so um, good-looking sandwiches, but they also taste awesome. So for me, hectic jelly is the benchmark, and we're trying to we're trying to hit that. Leo, Sars in Northgate. Can you spell that for me? No. <laughs> Yeah, Leo. Have you? Yeah, of course. Sars, the king of sandwiches, like Sars. No, like um, it's 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 apostrophe S, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sick. It's just like I went there on the weekend, and they were doing takeaway all through lockdown. They're like a sit down spot, but they have like a little deli fridge at the front, and they do this pork cheddar crackling and mozzarella sandwich, and it's just this like crunchy as roll. They throw it in the combi oven. There's like three fat pieces of mozzarella on top that just drips over the whole sandwich. It's one of the fucking best sandwiches I think I've ever had. And it's like four ingredients. It's so good. And it comes out piping hot on a white plate with nothing about it apart from this like semi-burnt roll just with dripping mozzarella around it and then crunchy porchetta crackling and then porchetta underneath. It's unbelievable. I'm so hungry right now. I could crush one. Interested to know, Leo, you've just mentioned a four-ingredient sandwich. Simplicity is king, no frills. Love that. You have four ingredients to make a sandwich right now. What do you make? I'm going to ask each of you the same question. Four ingredients. So Mark, Here we go. Save Mark till last. <laughs> no, Mark's going to need a little... Go the Julian boy. Because he needs all the time in the world. He might need a little extra Wait, time. Can I answer for Leo? Absolutely not, Tom. I'm going to... Tom, I'm going to stop you there. Leo, I did ask you first. Leo, you brought up the topic of four ingredients. I'm telling you, I know your answer. Nah, tell me your answer. Four ingredients, making a sandwich right now. Tom, don't interrupt him. Don't put words into his mouth or ingredients into his mouth. Leo, let's hear it. Steak, tomato... Green beans, avocado. You missed a big one from you that you talk about every fucking day. What is it? It's the chili and salsa. Maybe, bring it up. maybe you could finish it with it, just like a little finishing. Four and a half ingredient special. I don't know what Tom's talking about. <laughs> your grandparents make a big batch of it every year, and you, you have it on your steak. Salsa. Yeah, what's the salsa called? Salsa. No. No. no Why are you going on chili? It's not. It's like it's like. Tom. Long story short, he hasn't included it in the four ingredients. Yeah, You're gonna have to move on, mate. It's one of his ingredients. <laughs> That's a fascinating four, though. Like, Beverly. It is good. Beverly! You put it on everything! Beverly! Every special is like, add Beverly. Every special. It's an ice cream! <laughs> put us on <laughs> Tom, four ingredients. Uh, crusty rum. Has to be crusty. Has to be pork. Probably crusty. High acid salad or high acid salsa. So something with, like, insane amounts of either vinegar... 
lime juice, lemon juice, whatever, doesn't matter. And then something really fatty and uh, over cheese, so telegio, uh, mozzarella, something like that. So if you get the combination right between fatty, um, super like luxurious as in um, mozzarella or something like that, and you um, and then something fatty like a protein, like a, a pork or even a beef, but pork and whatever in a crusty roll is the best. Mark, you've just made a joke at Tom's expense. What are your four ingredients, mate? I'd probably go like a like a veal. What do you call it? A schnitzel. And then I only need three three ingredients. <laughs> four or four or less. I reckon that's valid. Four or less. I need like a veal a veal schnitzel and like the um, what do you call it? Peppers in the oven with like the olive oil and that shit. What do you that just in a in a crusty roll like a pasta or something like that? So you want veal schnitzel? Yeah. You want peppers. Peppers. That's and it. roll. That's, that's it. it. That's it. You know what would go good? Oh, Maybe some mustard or something. It's already in the pan. A little bit of scamosa and you fucking, you've killed it. I don't even need cheese. Surely one of those sandwiches could perhaps be the R-Sport special. Surely. Yeah, yeah, no, true, 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 true. I don't buy that at all. I vote Mark's. Genuinely, I reckon the R Sport special has to have the special salsa in it. The special. Bevere. Yeah, Bevere. It's got to have Bevere. It's been in one sandwich at Nico's. Oh, well, now it's two. Tell us more about the upcoming Brunswick East location. Um, what's exciting about that? Maybe what, what's something new that that location might bring? Everything that we've talked about tonight about wanting to just like move into uh, <laughs> what haven't we talked about? No, pace, 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 pace. Is, yeah. If we bring it back to the food and stuff, mm. we just want we're like finally taking the Brunswick East store as an opportunity to like make a shop where everything caters to exactly what we want, which is like a sick customer service experience and an incredibly fresh tasting sandwich and like super fast, like quick. You can come in there guaranteed every time you're going to come, you're going to get taken care of, looked after like you're a regular, even if it's your first time. Sandwich is going to taste unbelievable. The menu is going to be, you know, small, like all our menus, but really, really well thought out. And there'll be something there for everyone, even if you are gluten-free, dairy-free, meat-free, and all of the above. I can genuinely promise you, if there's something that meets that criteria, I'll be there two, three days a week, work just down the road, so good. Can we ask you, uh, Kit, in terms of your uh, your eating requirements, Yeah. what's your go-to sandwich as a... Vegan, mm, dairy-free, right now. Wait, actually, go-to sandwich, and may I add to that question? Go-to what's dish. your go-to sandwich, and then four ingredients you'd have? Don't, don't even limit, oh, don't even limit it to four. Good dream sandwich and go-to sandwich. So my go-to sandwich is easy. I've, I guess, this is a bit unique. It might sound like a bit of a cop-out. I. I'm not a, a true vegan. I'm dairy and gluten-free and meat-free, but I do eat eggs, and I love an old-school curried egg salad sandwich with crisp iceberg lettuce, spring onion, and just the best mayo that money can buy. Are you going out and buying one from anywhere? Very hard to find one that actually fits the bill. What I do find is that when I do have one, I pay a lot of money and it often falls a little bit short of what I can make at home. I feel like you guys can end that. Genuinely. I genuinely feel like you guys have the goods. Is there somewhere that you're like, I can go there and get it? Yep. There's a noted noted, um, place that comes to mind and they do a fantastic sandwich. It just absolutely escaped my mind when I said I was usually disappointed by sandwiches. Uh, Smith and Deli make a delicious vegan uh, vegan sandwich with a gluten-free option. Opening in Collingwood. Really? Is that a second location? Yeah. Fantastic. 
good. Yeah, the Smith and Deli ones are great. Uh, they do a sandwich called a Wiggum, and it's a kind of like a crispy fried tofu base with a delicious uh, vegan coleslaw uh, and I think a barbecue sauce through it from memory. I genuinely reckon this is just a thought I just had, and it's about the, I guess, different cities that one visits in one's lifetime. The things that you do when you visit new cities often stick in your mind. And some of the things that really stuck in my mind when I was lucky enough to visit um, Los Angeles a number of years ago now, it's been too long, I'd love to go back, are the, the sandwich delis I went to. This is a, a before I was gluten-free, before I'd given up meat, before I discovered I was gluten-free. The discovery phase is a very painful, terrible exercise. But before, when I could eat gluten, some of my great memories of visiting cities around the world, in America specifically, have been the amazing sandwich delis and places where you can get a good sanger, something you can eat in your hands. And my memories are directly correlating with eating that thing in that city. And it's lovely to reminisce about. That's just a thought I had. In all seriousness, guys, thanks so much for coming into the Art Conversation studio. It's our first podcast. Someone had to bite the bullet and get involved. Leo, Tom, Mark from Nico's, the greatest sandwich shop in Melbourne, if not the world. Thanks so much for coming in and uh, look forward to seeing what happens with the Brunswick East store and seeing what happens uh, going forwards into the future. Stay up to date with everything our conversations via our social media platforms at rsport double underscore on the gram or via the website www.r-sportswear.com. 